You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Money Talk with Tiff. I am super excited because I have Dedrick and Crystal Polite. And if those names sound familiar, it's because they have a show on Hulu called 5050 Flip. But I wanted to bring them on to talk about not selling Big Mama's house, y'all. So, hey, Dedrick and Crystal, how are you today? We're doing great. Thanks for having us, Tiff. Good morning. Thanks for having us, Tiff. Yeah, no problem. So thank you so much for coming on. I know you all are busy, busy, busy working on the show and all types of cool things. But this topic is super important and especially for our community. So let's just hop right in. So what are we talking like when we say don't sell Big Mama's house? (laughs) (laughs) For those that are not familiar with the reference, what are we talking about? (laughs) So what we're talking about, Tiff, is in our community, um, we own a lot of property and a lot of land. And typically it's in the central business district. You know, if you think about it, a lot of African-Americans have properties close to downtowns in major cities around the U.S. And a lot of these areas have gone through, um, you know, uh, a lot of poverty and, and, you know, the drug crack epidemic and things like that. But now a lot of these areas are being gentrified and cleaned up and the property value has has skyrocketed. So when we say don't sell Big Mama's house, we're trying to tell people to hold on to those assets that you have in your family. And we're trying to educate people on how they can hold on to those properties. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, I'm glad that you mentioned that because gentrification is so real. And I'm actually experiencing it here in Greensboro because they've been building up quite a bit. Um, You know, a lot of new companies are coming in. They've been doing a lot of work and things like that. And my Mm. area, my house has gone up pretty much by a hundred thousand or so in the past few years. And right. Exactly. Now this is very tempting for people to sell. Like I was even thinking about selling, right? (laughs) I was like, Hmm, can I cash this in real quick? But I decided to stay because of the reason that you're talking about, you know, I'm a firm believer that, the land is wealth. Like if you own the Mm. land, you can control things. So how did this play in you all story? So did you end up selling Big Mama's house? And then you were like, oh no, we made a mistake. Or did that ever come up? Um, No, we actually, we didn't sell (laughs) Big Mama's house, but- We see it all the time. um, Not only we see it all the time, but I know in my family, um, we were trying to buy actually Big Mama's house. So it was Mm -hmm. my- great great grandmother's house um, where my mother was born and raised and we were trying to buy that one um, from a family member and it came about somehow we were okay well make sure we sell it to you next thing I know my mother is just so happened to be looking online Mm -hmm. and something told her to look at the address of the property looked it up and saw that it had been sold maybe two months prior Mm. so no one in the family knew that it was sold and it was sold for maybe 5,000 more than what we were offering. Pennies on the dollar. Um, and I mean, had we been kept in the loop and, you know, communicated with us, we, of course we'd have paid it. We weren't someone who was going to turn the property into, you know, tear it down, building up, you know, new construction, but that's exactly what ended up happening mm-hmm. um, to the, to what's called our family home. It was tore down. Um, and new construction was built up. So it hurt my family deeply because that's where not only did my mother, um, was she born and raised, but the rest of her family as well. She had about 
a probably eight to 10 aunts and uncles that lived in that house as well. And her grandfather is the one who built it. Mm. So from that, and then seeing so many who come to Dedrick and I to purchase their home and we've stopped. And I mean, yes, we're investors. So can we buy it? Absolutely. Is it the right thing to do? No, every time, not every time. And when we know that this is someone who has a family that can benefit from this, um, we want to educate them first. And if they still say, Hey, listen, we understand um, everything that you guys have communicated to us, we still would like to sell it, then we'll go ahead. But if we know that you have grandchildren, great-grandchildren, children that we know can benefit from this house, this is what we mean when we say generational wealth mm. that can benefit from this house, then we're going to educate you when we can. Yeah, and what we're teaching people, Tiff, is that there's value, like you said, in the land, there's value in these old homes, right? It may look like an old dilapidated home to us, but you know, if this, this house is owned free and clear, there's no mortgage. What most people don't do is we're not that financially educated. That's why we're so excited to be on your podcast where you're teaching people financial intelligence is that they can go to the bank and get a home equity line of credit mm-hmm. or they can get a loan to reconstruct or rebuild that house and really keep that equity within their family. Yes, yes, that's so true. And I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I go through different areas of town here and seeing the huge, nice houses um, in the quote unquote dilapidated areas. But I'm like, these houses are gorgeous and they just need mm-hmm. a little bit more work, you know, TLC. <laughs> yeah, just a little <laughs> TLC. Um, and people would be vying for these houses. So let's dive into that a little bit more, because if someone's listening to this right now and they are currently in that situation where they're having to make this decision, should we sell or should we not sell? What are some things that you all think they should consider um, before they sell or make sure that that is in their decision-making process? I think what they should consider is if we remodel the house and we renovate it, how much will the value increase by? So even you said in Greensboro, your house where it sits, you probably didn't do any repairs to it, but the value has increased over a hundred thousand in the last few years. Is that accurate? Correct. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's happened nationwide. Like houses since COVID have real estate values have gone up 40 or 50 percent nationwide with no improvements because of a lack of inventory and the prices skyrocketing. Um, So what that means is, you know, maybe the houses are owned free and clear. You inherited from Big Mama. And if you put one hundred thousand dollars into repairs into it, it'll now be worth three hundred thousand. So now you three X that investment. Where do you get the hundred thousand from? You go to a link, local bank, you go to a local credit union, and say, "Hey, I'd like to take out a home equity line of credit to do some home renovations." You do the renovations with a qualified contractor that can force the value up. And typically, you know, our model is fifty-fifty, which goes along with our TV show, where we flip houses in fifty days or less, or fifty k or less. But again, you find a reputable contractor to have them do the work, and that's going to increase the equity in the home, and you can actually keep the house instead of selling it out. So I know a lot of people will ask, like, "Oh, I don't have a hundred k." You really don't need 100K for every house, which is why our show is so popular, because we're showing people that for 50,000 or less, because we do some of these houses for 35 or 40,000. Depending um, on how much work it needs. You can add to it and you still will get great value, a great value increase in these homes. So a great way or easy way to do that is what we call pulling comps. And I know a lot of people will say, hey, well, what's pulling comps? Yeah, basically pulling comps is, I mean, you can go on Zillow and Zillow. Sometimes the values are accurate, sometimes they're inaccurate, but a lot of times they're in the ballpark. 
But or you can even talk to our local realtor and they can give you the value of the house. Hey, once I fix up this property and I put 50,000 into renovations in it, how much will it be worth? So how you pull comps is give them the easy way if they want to just do a ballpark. So you would just you go to Google, you put in the property address. And when you put in the property's address, Zillow.com is going to pop up. Realtor.com is going to pop up. Redfin, Truly, all these different real estate websites that compile data on house values. And you can look at the value in each one. It's going to give you a ballpark of what your property may be worth. Oh, that is good information. I know I'm very familiar with Zillow. I check mine kind of often, probably more than I should. Like, <laughs> there's no point in me checking it like once a month. I'm not selling anytime soon. But um, I didn't even think about just putting the address in Google and checking all the other websites because it sounds like there's a ton of them out there. Yeah, there's a ton. There's about five to 10 go-to websites that are, that are going to give you values. And there's also software. So we have a, a site called politepropertydata.com that people can subscribe to and they can get a little bit more accurate comps. Oh, perfect, perfect. And so if they subscribe to this website, the service that you all offer, can you search any house in the U.S.? Absolutely. Nationwide. So it's called politepropertydata.com. Any property nationwide, you put in the address and it's going to give you the comparable homes, what they've sold for. So it's going to give you a ballpark of what that subject property might be worth. Nice, nice. And do you all help people like get this process started or do you offer like resources around that? Yeah, absolutely. So we figured that most people like us when we first got into this, we didn't have backgrounds in construction. We're not real estate agents. We're investors. So we have to get educated first, just like anyone else. So what we do now is we teach classes on how anyone without a ton of cash, without a lot of credit, with no real estate license can learn how to invest in real estate and truly build wealth. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So let me back up just a little bit, just a little bit. And I want to go <laughs> back to the whole 50, 50 flip premise, like 50,000 or less in 50 days or less. Like I'm just over here. Like the math is not mathing. Like, how is this possible? <laughs> <laughs> well, <Math ain't> math. <laughs> <laughs> um, because what we're doing is not what typical investors are doing, right? We're not coming in doing full gut rehab. So we're not taking a majority of these homes down to the studs. We did do a couple of those this season um, and not- Which cost more than 50,000. Which cost more than 50,000. But we're typically going in and we're doing cosmetic rehabs, right? Which is why I say you don't need 100000 to really go in, renovate, update your home. We're coming in, we're doing kitchens, we're redoing kitchens, we're redoing bathrooms, we're typically redoing the flooring. So if there's carpet, we're ripping all carpet up, going back with um, LVP flooring. Painting. Uh, painting the house. Inside and out. Um, and then at times we're adding a wall. So if we know it needs an additional bedroom or a bathroom, we'll come in and maybe add one of those to um, really increase the value of the home. But we're not doing full gut um, rehabs. We're not taking it down to the studs. Foundation issues that come up typically come up during filming. So you see it like we see it. <laughs> you find <laughs> out what we find out. Um, and it's typically going to depend on the geography, what part of the yeah. country you're in. Um, you're in the triad area, as are we, the triad area in North Carolina between Winston-Salem and Raleigh. In this area, the reason it's so attractive is because home prices are affordable compared to the Northeast and the West Coast. Mm -hmm. You know, you can buy a house for 100 to 150,000 in the triad of North Carolina. That's why so many people are moving here. So we typically buy houses for between, I'd say, 75 to 150,000. We put 50 to 100,000 in repairs into the property, depending on how much renovations it needs. And then we sell them for between 225 and 325. 
making a nice, healthy profit in the process while keeping the home still affordable. Gotcha. Gotcha. So do you all ever keep the properties to rent them out or do you just um, sell them all? Absolutely. Listen, um, my wife always like to say you can get rich flipping houses, but you build true wealth by keeping and owning real estate long term. Mm. So the only reason we got into flipping uh, was primarily because of the TV show. Right. We were we were doing something called wholesaling, which is getting properties under contract and then assigning those contracts to flippers. Uh, We did that to get cash to buy rental properties. Our whole end game of getting into real estate is to build enough cash flow to become financially independent. And we were able to do that in a short in a few short years. So initially, the homes we were renovating, we were keeping those as rentals, either long term rentals or Airbnbs. And then A&E approached us to do a TV show and they said, hey, we know you guys aren't house flippers per se, but we want to document what you do. We're like, all right, well, we keep a lot of these properties. We don't sell most most of them. So we kind of changed our business model a little bit um, to fit with that. Yeah, but you're going to see even on our both seasons, the properties that we buy and hold for our portfolio. So you're not just going to see, hey, we're flipping properties, but you're going to see we hold them. And then we're going to also educate you on how we hold these properties, how we acquire them as well. That is awesome. That is awesome. So let's go back to what you said about just doing like cosmetic improvements and things like that, because now it makes more sense. Because I was like, you know, what you typically see on A&E is like they just knocking everything over and knocking down all types of stuff. And I'm like, dang, how they doing that for 50,000? Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so now that we got that cleared up, what have you all seen was the most like what area of the house should people focus on that gives the most bang for the buck? Like, is it the kitchen? Is it the bathroom? I say three areas. Um, number one is the kitchen. You, know, you can put in new cabinets, new countertops, new flooring and get that wow factor. The kitchen is going to sell the house. Secondary is bathrooms. Of course, you always want to have that wow factor in the bathroom. So we gut all kitchens and bathrooms, make them look brand new. And then the third is, like Crystal mentioned, adding a bedroom. So if you can take a property from a two bedroom to a three bedroom or a three bedroom to a four bedroom, sometimes it's as simple as turning an old dining room that's not being utilized into a bedroom by putting up a wall for 500 bucks, right? And drywall and and wood, that could add $30,000 of value to the property. So most people don't realize that. I love that. I love that. So y'all have dropped so many gems. I hope that my listeners have been taking notes as I have, because (laughs) this episode (laughs) is really good and you may need to replay it back just so you can get all the gems that were dropped. So thank you so much, y'all, for coming on the show today and talking to us about making sure we build generational wealth by not selling Big Mama's house. But also if we're in the process of, okay, thinking about should we keep this property or not? Just some improvements that we can make. And then also knowing that it doesn't have to be expensive to do this. So with all of that being said, if people were interested in finding out more about you, your show, or anything that you all have going on, where could they find you? Yeah, you can find us on all things Be Polite Tip. So if you look up Be Polite, B-E, our last name, Polite Properties, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, they can find out more information Also, um, next week, we're actually doing a free live training uh, February 28th on how anyone, like I said, without prior experience can get into real estate investing. So if they go to our website, politewealthportal.com, Polite Wealth Portal really is their portal into building wealth. They can find our information on the free trainings that we do. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I will make sure I have all of those links in the show notes for you all. Definitely check out the training coming up. And I appreciate you so much for talking about this super important topic here on the podcast. 
Yes, ma'am. Thanks for having You're us. Welcome. And we're gonna we're definitely gonna consult with you about your family's properties in Greensboro to see how we can help you guys keep those in the family. For sure, for sure. Well, thank you so much. Y'all have a wonderful rest of the day. Thanks you for too. having us. Thanks, Tiff. Bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient. <laughs>